Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where we talk about movies that audiences and critics do not agree on. My name is JJ, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Keith. Hello! And uh, with us today, um, our guests um, are uh, couple Bobby O'Rourke, and I'm sorry, Maddie, I do not know your last name. <laughs> it is Cook. Madeline Cook. Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I, on the way up, I'm like... <laughs> We're starting this podcast episode on a great note, but uh, Madeline, Madeline Cook um, and Bobby O'Rourke. Uh, Bobby is returning, uh, returning guest for us. Madeline is a first-timer. So, second couple. So welcome. <laughs> second couple. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're here to talk today about a movie that I know is near and dear to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fast and the Furious, the first one uh, that started the whole crazy franchise we know today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie falls into the category of a rotten score with critics and a fresh score with audiences. Critics give this a 53% approval. Mm. Audiences, 74% approval. So 21% difference there. And the critics' consensus is sleek and shiny on the surface. The Fast and Furious recalls those cheesy teenage exploitation flicks of the 1950s. All right, so... um, Right at the top of the bat, guys, like, what do you think of this movie in general, and what do you think of this, um, you know, split between the audiences and the critics? What do you think explains that split? Uh, I do get the split, because we watched this movie, and it was actually better than we remember it. I remembered it being a little boring, and there are parts that I do find boring, but it also has a weird charm to it, and... It's hard, Mandy and I were talking about this because we watched it this morning, it's hard to judge this movie by itself because of what we know the franchise becomes. You know, it's 20 years now. And it's hard to watch this movie and Mandy and I were just part of us like, where's The Rock? And when is he going to show up? And of course he doesn't show up until about the fifth installment of this franchise. Right, we don't even have Tyrese Gibson yet. No. That (laughs) is too. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. okay. So I think we, we, we went in being, trying our best to judge this in isolation and say, what is this as a movie versus... What I think both of us agree is we like a lot of the sequels perhaps more than this one, so we're trying to judge it fairly as, as we yeah, and yeah. and a lot of these movies, all of these movies, I think are for the fans. I think they've always been for the fans. and oh, so totally. it doesn't surprise me really at all that critics don't like them because I think by themselves, they're not like objectively good films. But mm. you know the characters. I mean, you just you just love them. You love to see the relationships. You love to see the cars. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised at all, <laughs> to be honest with you. You know, if anything, I get a kick out of how much people love cars in this movie. Like, Correct. Like the the background extras in this movie, like they treat cars as if they are meeting like a famous actor or something. Like the, yes. these cars are like super impressive to them in a way that I can't comprehend. <laughs> what, what do you think, Keith? I think I've mentioned it to all three of you on some occasions that this is my... I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. Ever. Ever. You want neither I know, and, and Maddie, you're giving me the same reaction, <laughs> shocked face that I told you, like, years ago. You're like, uh... Can't comprehend. And it's not out of, like, I... It's... It, this movie, the first one is 2001, I believe. Yeah, it came out three months just, before 9-11, not yeah, to bring it down. We yeah, had to look yeah. it up. Because oh. it had a feel to it, and we were saying... We wanted to know, you know, that's such an odd era in movies, like, to be on that cusp, and we were curious if it came out before or after that. It, it's I should have been thing. into this movie. I was, like, the right age for mm-hmm. this, but it just never got to me, and I just... I know mm-hmm. I know the zeitgeist. I know how, like, impactful they've been as a franchise. I just never... 
been like, oh, I'm going to go see a Fra- uh, Fast and Furious movie. And I'm going to wait. I thought I was going to wait until, uh, like, 10 came out. I was going to, like, binge them all in a day. And then we got we made this podcast. And, you know, might as well take a leap into this. It's good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. I was actually kind of... What a ringing endorsement. No, no, no. Well, I How act- dare you? I, no, it's... It kept my... Th- it, Having known nothing of it, like I know, I know the basics. I know cars. There's just some semblance of family. There's no memes yet of it. It's very kind of. It is a product of like 2001 action yeah. movies. Oh like, sure. The yeah. orange tint, the fast editing, <laughs> the oh. uh, not ludicrous. The job rule. Job rule. Job rule. Pop. I'm like, who is that guy? Does job rule also do the theme song? Yes, yes. he does. He sure does. And I yes, think he does. They they play the song. Uh, that he does in the scene that he's in. That's correct. Which I think is a little strange. And personally for me, anytime Ja Rule shows up in a movie that automatically knocks it down a few percentage, that is my Ja Rule, if you will. <laughs> I'd like to leave this podcast. Yeah, I don't want to be on this anymore. Thank you, good night. Um, but you're right, it's very much like of its time. In fact, I get a kick out of all those like 2000, early 2000s sunglasses, those oval sunglasses oh, yeah. that you can Lenny. still buy at Oakley's probably. It all started with the Matrix and just trickled down. In, <laughs> no, like, That's right. Uh, uh, it trickled down into this. Even the director, Rob Cohen, did like Triple X, Stealth, yeah. uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, that orange tint. Very fast saturated editing. color palette. I'm surprised Headstrong did not play. Headstrong oh or Linkin Park. I'm surprised. Oh, it's yeah. like one of those, but I think it, it is to me. I I don't know what score I'm going to give it, but I actually end up enjoying it. Now, like, do you, it, there do you some think twists and turns that I like? Do you think that that palette and the sweatiness and the dewiness? <laughs> it's very sweaty. Of everyone is that a directorial choice or was this just film in the early 2000s and that was what we had to work with? It's probably a mix of both, right? I mean, because <laughs> I liked it. I actually enjoyed. There is a. It, you felt hot watching it, at least in the first <laughs> couple of scenes, because everyone was sweating, and Vin Diesel is just a, a, wet. He's, he's wet. <laughs> and I like yeah, this charcoal grill that's like on oh, fire. Yeah. Well, I, the whole movie is trying to evoke um, adrenaline, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it, right? Like you're just constantly like on the edge of your seat and sweating. Um, and I gotta say, I think some of these uh, racing sequences, I do feel that sense of like thrill, especially um, you in the first one, that first race scene. I did kind of like how they filmed, you know, the intensity of how fast they were going, mm. um, and I guess how furious they were. <laughs> but anyways, you, I like I like the. Um, they they capture I guess you know the force of how fast they're going you know like they are like clutching onto the wheel and they're forced back into the seat because of how fast they're going. They go into hyperdrive at one point. <laughs> nitrous second. body. Nitrous. The nitrous movie drive. starts off right away like it, like there's no like opening. It just starts off with the credits like, mm-hmm. and it's just like all right dude, I'm in I'm, str- I'm like I'm buckling myself. In. That opening title card kind of like gave me a headache because it was kind <laughs> yeah. of like backwards and like zoomed in really close and like are these are letters but I'm not sure. The which editor got very drunk and. <laughs> <laughs> he well, did not know. When, I agree with you on that. When we were watching it, literally like five minutes ago, um, this morning we noticed that the um. I'll pick it up. What do I do? <laughs> we notice that <laughs> happens all so the time. We notice that the very first thing this franchise does, the first choice, is they say our main source of funds is stealing DVD players, <laughs> and I cannot tell you how much of a thrill I got from just 
imagining a time when DVD players were the thing you have to jack that car. It's full of DVD well, players. Again, a product of its time, right? Yes. I mean, this is like the DVD boom 2001, right? That's like, right. And um, I, I just, just want to say how adorable it is that you guys just finished each other's sentences in a fast and furious way. In a fast and furious way. He picked you, up a different thought. Oh, that's all right. You are the Vin Diesel to her, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, what a compliment. I, they were wow. dating at the time. Wow. Were they really? Yes, they were. I wow. have a real, I, I got a real There's soft spot. steamy, steamy scene. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I thought that was kind of like a weird montage, though, because there's, <laughs> it, was. it keeps cutting back and forth between, like, Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, like, you know, getting it on, like, hot and heavy, and then of the police raiding yes. um, the bad guy's, wow. like, house and his, like, cohorts, but it was kind of like a choppy edit. I thought that was like bad editing, which I think Keith, you once mentioned, like you don't notice good editing, mm. you notice bad editing. Yeah. And that to me, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like it was just not, it wasn't seamless when it really should have been because the rest of the movie kind of was in yeah. a way. It feels actually the first heist scene where he, they use the harpoon to go through the truck and they drive <laughs> the car underneath the big ring. It felt so a little cool. bit... I saw a little bit of the opening of The Dark Knight, and I, it, it uh, kind of had that feel of, like, a, it, it was a decent heist uh, I opening so sorry scene. for truck drivers in this movie. <laughs> truck drivers Bad are rap. maligned in this film. Is oh, yeah. It's like the most violent year. Like, they're, 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 like, I don't blame them for <laughs> arming themselves and for shooting at these guys. Hitting them with a bat. No, they're being, yeah. being larcenied. That's not a word, but they're being stolen from every day. Of course they're going to defend themselves. Robbed, I think, is the word you're Thank you. Um, but <laughs> even, like, like, that high I thought was so preposterous though like has anyone ever used a harpoon to hijack a truck y yes okay. <laughs> not in the film not in, film. <laughs> in real life I mean I thought that was kind of that was so crazy like, a harpoon um, that that was like so crazy and then also the scene just kind of ends suddenly like I you think it's leading somewhere and I guess the idea is you don't know who is doing this hijacking but you know they go through this construction site and then all of a sudden it just fades to like Paul Walker, I think, the next morning. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Are, how did that end? And uh, I, that that threw me off. So the beginning of this movie, I'm like kind of confused. Um, but I think as the movie goes on, it sells me more and more. Yeah, I mean, we were saying that the movie truly it begins quite fast, really. I mean, you don't know what's going on. You don't know who any of the characters are until half hour in at the very earliest I mean yeah their names really, don't really come no, up until and like, later you don't know really who Paul Walker is you don't find out his secret until oh, it's a right. third of like, the way through the movie before you look, find out Paul Walker like, is they, do, do we even know he's a cop at this point no. like I don't right, I, I thought that was well t I actually yeah. not knowing anything of the franchise yeah. I was like wait a minute Wow, <laughs> yeah, that, right. like, I know that's been done, but like never in a dumb movie like this. It's like it's, I'm, I'm into it. That was like a nice twist that I think added like a really great element, like um, you know, a great twist. However, it does kind of bring back this cliche in storytelling of the liar revealed. Mm. You know, like he, because he then he does really form true feelings for uh, the sister of Vin Diesel's character. Mm -hmm. You know, and then that kind of weighs him and makes him feel guilty, and because then he also does genuinely feel loyalty towards Vin Diesel's character later on. So that that's kind of like a common story structure, um, which I, I buy it in this movie, but it has been done like lots of times before. There are a lot of moments, and the, the first scene is indicative of it, where the director or screenwriter expect the audience to fill in gaps because they don't even, you're right, they don't even see the scene where they unload the DVD players to be fenced or whatever. And there's multiple scenes later in the movie where you're sort of saying... So 
they're together now, but we haven't seen them develop these certain characteristics. You know, a lot of the script feels like we're going to let you decide what happens, and I don't know if that's an omission or if they want the audience to sort of follow them around. Um, yeah, that that's a good point. I think that's maybe not something that I would imagine audiences really even are that concerned about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, people are buying a ticket to this movie to see, you know, the racing scenes, and that's, yeah. that's what they're getting. So, you know, these kind of plot details... I guess from a critical point of view, you know, maybe that's where the critics are having a lower score than audiences. They're they're looking to fill in these gaps, and they, they want the they want the movie to explain, and the audience just going along for the ride. Yeah, quite literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very fast ride. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think that it is uh, at its core. This, I think, more than a lot of the others, is literally about cars. And mm-hmm. like, as someone who doesn't super care about cars, um, you know, I'm sort of more in it for the characters, oh, um, yeah. which I think is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I think that it's it's like a gearhead movie. Mm-hmm. And that's more... We can't use that word, but, you know, so I'm sure they can <laughs> use that word. It's not yeah. a PC <laughs> kind of thing, I guess. Uh, you know, I guess we're going to get some, like, boycott <laughs> from gearhead Gearhead boycott. You know. They're outside right now. <laughs> Sorry to gearhead. Um, okay. Well, Bobby, you raise a good point. I think there's two ways of... There's two ways of looking at this. I can't believe I'm saying this for a movie like this, but there's layers. Uh, yeah. Like there's. What one, did we tell you? There's, <laughs> there's the movie itself, and then there's the what it became. Mm-hmm. Like yes. what? Like and I think you've mentioned it to me. Like this movie doesn't. Like I think it's the fifth one. I think when it, like, the rock comes in, or, or no, when it like really be- knows what it is. Yes. Like That's it kind of like leans into its. <clears throat> Goofiness? Preposterous like, nature. I don't think the people, when they were making this, realized in 21 years they're going to go to space. Or there's hopes of them <laughs> right. going to space in, like, the 10th one, or Idris Elba's running down a building. This is, a, yeah, this is a pretty basic adventure heist. It does have, like, some sense of, like, groundedness to it, uh, for as cheesy and over-the-top as it can be. Um, yeah, I definitely get a sense that the movies have, like... Um, diverged from this and kind of, I guess, uh, taken a note from like the over-the-top element of it and just built on that, uh, which is a shame because I think this movie, like you said, there are some like really great elements. Maybe if you focus more on like the relationships of the characters instead of like the over-the-top action scenes you eventually get, you could have even more solid films like this. I haven't seen the other the, the sequels to this myself, so I, I don't want to. I, no. I am so. curious um, about them. They all are, they're interesting, and we don't have to talk about the sequels, obviously, but they all feel a little different. You know, mm. Tokyo Drift, famously, is one of the worst in the franchise, but it it even feels like a different movie. They, they just jettison characters and then bring them back for absolutely no oh, reason okay. at all. And then it's it, it, it's hard to judge this movie, like we said, as as an isolated incident. It kind of, it, it's very difficult to it, do Yeah, that. this is interesting, you know, because you guys obviously are very familiar with the franchise. We're newbies. So, you know, we're kind of getting, like, the perspectives of people, like, who've been following, I guess, for quite some time, people who are just getting on board now. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I can see, like, the rewatchability of this a lot. Um, I feel like if this is a movie maybe my family had gotten into when I was younger, we probably would have had the DVD and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, watched it many times. Uh, you know, one thing, though, I feel like there's some scenes in this movie that could have been cut out. It is, like, about a two-hour runtime. 145, yeah. It's, it's fairly long for an action movie. There's just a couple scenes where I'm like, what was the point of that? Like, <laughs> there's the scene where they're driving down, like, the... 
I don't know, they're driving like the Pacific Coast Highway or something, and they pull up to a stoplight next to a Ferrari. Yes. You know, when they race that Ferrari, yeah. I'm like, well, like it just ends with them going to that shrimp shack. Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> like, the, the dialogue in that is really weird, too. Like, for some reason, Paul Walker asked the Ferrari guy, like, you know, what's the retail price on that? And the guy is a jerk. He's like, more than you can afford. And then Vin Diesel goes, smoke him. <laughs> and then, like, you get this, like, crazy driving sequence. And it just ends suddenly. I'm like, well, what was all that about? <laughs> there are moments where the writing actually is pretty taut, and I think there are scenes between Vin Diesel and, and Paul Walker that are genuinely effective. Yeah. And then there are moments like that where you think a robot briefly took over how they think humans talk, because you would never just pull up next to a car and say, <laughs> how much did you pay for your car? <laughs> yeah, it's, much it's much different in L.A. Yeah, yeah I guess so. At, may I say, too, this is the second race of the movie, I think, when they go into hyperdrive with the nitrous gas. Oh, yeah. The emptiest Los Angeles I have ever seen in my life. That's a That's big common. question. Throughout me. the films. Yes. Yeah. Throughout yes. the films. They're major like deserted. Cities, major races, no one is there. Like, oh, you know what? All the time. They're monitoring funny. cops, and I understand, like, Paul Walker's probably saying, keep the cops away, but there's a whole street. Oh, it might as well be a car show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's no, like, people just There's walking. almost like 100 cars parked yeah, over yeah, there. It's insane. You know what's funny? 1,500 cars were used at the race wars, <laughs> which I'm still wow. uncomfortable to say. Wait, in real life. <laughs> yeah, I was very uncomfortable with the name of it. Which I have to say is a very unfortunate name for this racing event. Mm. Race wars, yeah, like really? even in two thousand one. I don't know, I know what you mean. Can you explain? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, uh, that'll, that'll be like a bonus thing. We cut, we'll explain that. But <laughs> that scene also, may I say, has one of my favorite lines of the movie, which is when the Pizza Hut driver goes up to yes! the cars. <laughs> that first racing scene, yeah. And he says, "What's going on?" And the guy says, "Streets closed, bro. Move along." And going into the car, ADR says. Goddamn street racers. <laughs> yeah. Being a pizza. pizza. Go home pizza boy. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. Like, like they, they, I feel like they like uh, intentionally chose Pizza Hut. They could have just been like Joe's Any Pizza. Brand, right. You know, it's like pizza. Did they pay to be in this movie yeah. just to have the angry pizza guy get turned that away? That was actually the director. That was Rob Cohen. That was Rob what? Cohen. <laughs> And, no. Yeah, that was. That was. I know. I, I, I did the research. That's the party picked for himself. Yeah, the writer. The pizza I, boy who couldn't get through the streets. <laughs> oh, what do you want me to say? Uh, but uh, did you know that that's this unbelievable? Story? What are you smiling about, dude? I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me. You never had. Me. You never had your car. <laughs> Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. You're lucky that 100 shot of Nas didn't blow the welds on the intake. Nice Almost said me? <laughs> now me and the mad scientist gotta rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fried. <laughs> Ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. He was inspired to make this film after reading a article called Racer X about street racing and uh. watching an actual legal street race. Like this movie stem, this movie actually has like a humble beginning. Wow. <laughs> it kind of feels like that actually. Like I feel like the movie is not like trying to be more than it is it kind of it kind of like doesn't have any airs about it you know it's just like this is you know what you're paying to get it's just you know 
um, no, it feels very gritty in a lot of ways. And I, I know that's an overused word, but you you do get a sense of dirtiness about like the car shop that that Vin Diesel works in with Michelle Rodriguez and Co. No, feels like a car shop. It's it's not very nice. It's yeah. kind of dirty. Everyone's kind of smudged and mm. sweaty. Everyone and needs a shower. Everyone needs <laughs> yeah. exactly. You see the one in eight. Oh, eight looks like an Apple store. Yeah. Like by the time oh, yeah. get I'm so yeah. curious. About See, that that's a good comparison of where you start and where you end up. Oh, yeah. Where it's like more about like the tech and the gadgets and stuff. And this one, it's just like you know, they're just humble guys who you know, I guess steal DVDs from trucks from the time. <laughs> I was so curious about the crew. Like it's like they're aside. Uh, I, I, I like this crew. I did, but they're not obviously like they're not the. You don't see them on the posters for like F9. Like Einstein, I was like, oh wow. Like he's actually a pretty interesting character. Yeah. He's like, and then Which guy? The the AD the, the guy, kid the guy, kid Jesse. Like, Jesse. I got this ADD. I got this ADD. Like it's such can't a can't go to college. Can't go to college. Like it's, it's amazing <laughs> our understanding of it back then. I thought his um. But spoiler, I was not when he died. Spoiler alert! But yeah, I thought his death scene was a little clumsy. Like. He 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 shows he shows up to the house. He's like, I need your help, and then immediately the the guys on the motorcycle show up too. And I'm like, okay, maybe they were tailing him. I don't know, but like it happened so suddenly. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it's like he's there, and then they're there, and then like real quick, Vin Diesel has like Spidey sense when the motorcycle (laughs) guys are coming in. Like they do this like weird shot for. For Vin Diesel, for Paul Walker, and then for the Jesse character that they don't do for the rest of the movie, <laughs> this guy like zoom in on their face as if they had been doing it the whole time. Uh, that was kind of funny. There's a bit of that. It's not stop motion, but they will make sort of a shadow of the person's head turning, and it'll be like in slow mo, like you'll see frames of them moving yeah. too when they're in the car. Yeah. And that's also a very early two thousands movie. Like I remember. That, that bionic man sort of look where you're kind of moving so fast that there's remnants of you left behind. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of like a, a fun, cheesy way of uh, depicting that. I can see how the cast, like, uh, like Dom is such a, an iconic character. I think oh. it was a very well-cast movie. I think Vin Diesel is, like, perfect for this part because I think he is very charming and he kind of has this, like, alluring way about him, you know, and he is kind of, like, mysterious he has in a, a way. patriarchal sense, like, yeah. you know, like, everyone's in my house. He feels like, <laughs> I don't know, he feels like this, like, cool guy that I, like, when the sister character says people just gravitate towards him, I, like, I totally buy that. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I hear is all I hear is I am giant though. Like it's in retrospect, uh, I am Groot. Yeah, no, it, uh, but uh, some notes about the casting that I was kind of shocked. Timothy Oliphant was he turned down the role of Dom? He turned down the role of Dom. Dom. Oh. That would have been a big casting and, yeah, mistake. Wow. Well, I, I would like to see Timothy Oliphant like pop. I think he'd make a great villain. I like in these that. Movies. I like that actor, but I feel like it helps that Vin Diesel has the build that this character should have had. You know, like he he has to have this sort of like aura around him, and then it also helps that he's like this big muscly guy that has like a calm temperament. Uh, I don't it would know. be a different character. Yeah. Oh, totally different it character. It would be like in a in a different kind of charming way. But he turned it down because he was already in a car related movie, <laughs> uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Oh, oh which is like, you're only allowed to do one car movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's the law. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Mark Wahlberg, uh, <gasps> Christian Bale, what? And the Holy Trinity, Eminem, were all considered no. for the part of Brian. <laughs> oh, good uh, Lord. Brian. O'Connor. So this movie almost had Eminem and Ja Rule racing against each other. Oh Just God. like in real life. <laughs> yeah. What a metaphor was, that would have been. was like coming off of a... Eight, like I imagine he was like really hot property. And eight like, Mile, right? Yeah, was was like, right before this. And then uh, Paul Walker, right. who was the bully who who made the bet with... Uh, the, uh, she's all that. 
Oh my god. He's the, he's the bully. He's, like, <laughs> he's, the one who, he's the catalyst. Paul Walker, actually, I didn't realize until I looked up his filmography, he was in a movie I really enjoy um, called Pleasantville. Pleasantville's great. That's right. Yeah. He is like the one Reese Witherspoon goes out with at first, and then he turns out to be a jerk later on. He's uh, always a jerk. Now, in this, he's like a nice guy. Uh, although I feel like he could have added a little more personality to the character. Maybe he does in the His sequels. hair makes up for his personality, JJ. <laughs> his hair is his personality. And the la- uh, Natalie Portman, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Kristen, Kristen Dunst, Bijou Villas, and Jessica Biel all auditioned for the role of Mia. Wow. Wow. I would really... I like Natalie Portman a lot. I think Jordana Brewster does a good job, but I think Natalie Portman would also have been an interesting uh, choice for uh, that. The role was originally written for Elijah Dushku, but she turned it down, too. I oh, forgot. wow. It's amazing. It's a... They really this thirty eight million like they they had some finance like they wanted it to be a success. It wasn't they, cheap. They this was not a cheap. Film. Oh, it's like a major like studio release, right? Universal New Line Cinema, but it's like a Universal Studios movie. In fact, I was in Universal Studios in L A. Uh, back in December, and on the tour they have a couple of these like simulated rides based on like their movies. One was for King Kong, which we talked about before, and uh, the other one was for Fast and Furious. I think to help promote the upcoming ninth movie. An animatronic dom. A bit. <laughs> All the presidents. Well, yeah. Basically what happens is like you know, you stay in your like trolley tour cart and you go into this like tunnel, like this dark tunnel thing, you put on your three D glasses that they give you and it's all like these screens around you, and like you're in their high tech garage that they now have, and so you're cool. you're and like you know you play the role of like the new guy who has to prove himself. Like they're talking to you, like all right, let's see if you're in the street cred, and you're helping them. I guess it, it basically feels like you're going on this this like hijacking mission or something, but it feels like one of those arcade video games where you're driving and shooting and like like people are popping out in front of you from helicopters and shooting at you and you're driving off of ramps onto one highway to the other and things are exploding. It was like very thrilling and I'm like, I feel like that is probably the same experience as watching like the next movie. I probably need <laughs> to see it now. I, I, I should tell you Maddie and I's five year anniversary is coming up and I think we just decided where we're going. We're going to this theme park. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Glad I can inspire you that. Um, yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, and then, you yeah, know, Vin Diesel's has the same line in that ride where he goes, you know, it's all about family mm-hmm. after all those explosions. Does he say it in this movie? I, I... He says, the line that I believe he says in this one, and Maddie might be able to add, he he does do the line, I live my life one quarter mile at a Iconic. time. Iconic. Iconic line. What does that mean, <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm not sure, but what I think it means is that didn't we talk about this just now that street races are a quarter mile? Right, the street race that that's how far you have to go, I think. Like every race is a quarter mile. If you're I doing the fast know. one. Or it just means that he never knows what's next. It's more of sort of okay. just a symbolic he doesn't know what's gonna happen. He's dumb. It could uh, be anything. He could go to Russia, mm-hmm. that happens. He could go to space, that hasn't happened yet, but maybe. It will, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think it could <laughs> or mean both, like, yeah, or both. <laughs> there's nothing literally um, stopping this guy. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I that makes that makes sense. Um, Does it, JJ? The way you said it, I did not get that from the movie. Uh, I also, I did like the line where he says, like, in those ten seconds when he's like racing, uh, he feels free. I kind of like that. That was nice. That's a deeply acted scene from Vin Diesel, who normally the most acted scene scene. in all of the movies. I mean, all of his movies. (laughs) I mean, his filmography. I like that scene. I think that when you give Vin Diesel. 
he's kind of a little bit of a caricature of himself in some ways. Triple X obviously is mm, such a weird franchise that, too. Yeah, got, but yeah. he he once in a while he can pull it out, and you're like, yeah, you can you got some acting chops. And I was surprised to learn that, and uh, I was happy to to see it again because this is maybe like the third or fourth time we've watched this one. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised. I was like, oh, Vin Diesel can act. I forgot about that. He's yeah. a big goofy nerd at heart. Like I would definitely. I've heard like, that. Like uh, I I think one of his. Movies he turned in like one of his D and D stories he turned into a movie. Really, where he plays like a witch hunter. I know. Oh, there is. We a might movie. have to review. I think it. I there know. is a movie that he starred in. It's if it's not witch hunter, it's something very he, similar. Uh, Interesting. On the, the, one of those like not John Wick, but what's the oh Shall- Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. And oh, that one he I played D and D with. He got Dame Judi Dench to play D and D. Damn. So like, I, there is something like, like. I can't relate to this guy, but I just want to be... You want to be Dom's friend. I, there, it definitely, like, uh, resonates off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, it just goes to show, you know, like, you give an actor the right material and the right part, and, you know, you, you can really make something special happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's what happened with him. What the hell was that all about? Long story. I'll tell you later. Let's get out of here. business deal that went sour. Plus, I made the mistake of sleeping with his sister. I'm trying to think the rest of the cast. Ricky uh, Yoon is great. I really like Ricky Yoon. What's his name character? He is um, uh, uh, Johnny Tran. Johnny Tran. Yeah. Okay, he was yeah. fantastic. He's a good, like, smug bad guy. And I recognize his uh, number two guy. Um, Lance. 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 Which is a very <laughs> 2001 name. Not very Chinese sounding name, but uh, he was in um, Tropic Thunder. Do you remember that? Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Like sometimes, like the most random parts stick out to me, and he's the guy trying to negotiate with Tom Cruise. We are flaming dragon. We are flaming dragon. And then Tom Cruise goes, "Why don't you just turn around and fuck your own face?" <laughs> you know, that's what uh, when they all uh, one scene that just made me laugh. Uh, just because I thought it was a little bit awkward. When they all pull up uh, by motorcycle and you get introduced to these characters and then they're like, you know, we'll see you later, Dom and friend. And they (laughs) ride away. And they're like, what was that about? It's like, you know, they're my old rivals. And then they come back again and they shoot, like, just like, oh, it's like, oh, what's going to happen here? And they shoot up. It's just so, like... They literally come back just to shoot the car. Yeah. And part of me, like, in my head, I'm like, we are flaming dragons. (laughs) Like, I didn't... It's kind of funny. Um, Yeah, those guys were jerks. And Michelle Rodriguez, too. Iconic. She gives 110% in every scene, no matter what's happening. And I like that a lot. She's, like, definitely the kind of, like, um, maybe, like, action star that you totally, like, root for. And they definitely give her a lot of, like, um, you know, fun material. I get a kick out of the one when she's, like, racing at the race wars, and they just have this jerk, like... Race oh, against yeah. her, like, yeah. like, hey, like, lady, why don't you just wait on the sidelines like the rest of the women? And then, like, he totally blows the guy away. Like, I like characters that exist just to get their immediate 
comeuppance. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a jerk. And then he gets, like, humiliated. They show their money, their, like, their wallets. Of, yeah, they both had, like, what, two grand stacks. Like, they had, like, ready to go. Like, they just knew, like, $2,000. And the guy's like, yeah, got it right here. Well, and if I may say, as the female in the room, the, mm-hmm. the yes. women in this movie and franchise are questionable. I mean, there's a lot of roles that are just women in very little clothing, you know, waving cars down. Sure. And, you yeah. know, you have that in this movie as well. Especially are, in the first beginning, I, there's something right. like. Right. They are a lot of women are literal objects, yes. and then also mm. you have Letty and you have Mia is Mia is Jordan right? Brewster. So like, I feel like those two female characters, Letty mostly, has so much agency. Yeah. You know, more so, like it almost makes up for the fact that every other female character is just like fur show. That, that um, that's which I liked. A, that's a really interesting point because at these like race shows, especially at race wars, you have like women like taking off their clothes, oh, getting yeah. with water. Common in all the movies. Uh, yeah. Up to the ones made now. Which is like I mean it hasn't stopped. Which is so I feel like I did commons in all the movies. I'm like, he's in it too? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that's idea right. is common well, in John all Rule, the Well John Rule like starts the race yes. by grab I'm like, oh wow, that's also a trait in these early <laughs> yeah. two thousand action movies. That was kind of weird. Uh but <laughs> for Letty though, uh, she probably has I, what I would say is the most iconic um, stunt in this first movie is when she passes through from under the truck. Yes, she does. That is like, oh, I've seen that before and, you know, whatever, like clips or reels or something. And that has to be, I think, the jaw-dropping moment, I think, in that sequence. And I think that's a, that whole sequence is great. I actually yeah. was very much, like, um, on the edge of my seat when they're trying to rescue uh, Vince from the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has that really crazy stunt, and I'm like, that, I think, is what they build all the stunts off of in later installments from the trailers I've seen with, that like, insane. you're doing these things with cars that, like, shouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. You would die. Yeah, yeah. You would die immediately. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it's crazy. Uh, but she has that problem like the most badass moment yes. of the of the first movie so you know that was pretty cool yeah I mean throughout I think she really does hold her own I think in all of the mo- most of the movies mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say I, I, I can't wait to see what yeah. becomes of this character it's like I, I, tr- she's, she's probably given a lot more to like and once again yeah, I don't just, nothing just of this wait, franchise Keith. I just know I you know no like the rock grabs her torpedo and breaks a cast with, I know like oh, the come memes on. Oh, I know the memes iconic. of this I know, me- I know the memes many more this. times I know the memes but <laughs> I know the memes oh for sure um <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's interesting. Not all the critics were against this movie. Like, for example, one of our favorite critics, Roger Ebert, um, actually seemed to, he seems to get it, right? So this is a quote from him. It delivers what it promises to deliver and knows that a chase scene is supposed to be about something more than special effects. And, um, yeah, I think that's right. I think... uh, you know, the way some of these chase scenes are composed, there's a lot of practical effects and practical stunts, mm-hmm. which are also like, which I think we always appreciate a lot. You know, when you, I, I don't know if it gets super CGI later on. Well, I, I really, one of the big pluses I had for this movie was in the age we live in, which is CGI is almost the rule rather than the exception for a lot of yeah. this. Yeah. It was fun to watch particularly the the climax scene and say, no, those are real cars and that's a real truck. You know, yeah. and then it's obviously staged and, and there are bits of it that aren't real, but it was like, no, they're really driving cars and they're doing these things. They you really know? drove a car under a truck. Yeah. Like, that was awesome to see that. And that's something I think we've lost not just in this franchise, but in general, we we feel as though practical effects aren't as much fun, and I disagree. I think that there's a lot of charm to practical effects oh, yeah. all the time. You're just smiling at me, Keith. Well, I know it's amazing that we're, that's such a deep quote for like for a podcast like this. Like it's a shame that the 
those, that's what we lost. <laughs> <laughs> the real tragedy. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, it's... When you see practical effects like that, you know there was, like, heart put into it. Mm-hmm. And the only other movie in, like, recent years I can think of that had, like, real practical stunts was maybe Mad Max Fury Road. Um, that, you know, you actually see real cars flipping up and exploding and whatever it is, and you, you can tell, like, real blood, sweat, and tears went into that. Which I actually haven't seen, yet. I still have to see Fury. Ah, okay. Get him, get him gearhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, one movie that also came around this time, and I, it's a good movie, I, uh, Spider-Man, the, the CGI in that is starting to... Age? Age. Yeah. Like, yes. when, he, when he's jumping from buildings to buildings, you know, they, they might as well deep fake his... Uh, deep fake his face mm-hmm. onto like a CGI Gumby, yeah. and and that that also like adds to like they put a lot of heart into this movie and his shows. I and think this I, movie and they got rewarded and it became bigger than yeah. they even imagined. Oh yeah. But if you think about it, it's like one of the most successful franchises in terms of just box office. I mean, like every we we're getting a ninth movie now, and that doesn't include the spinoff, and they've all made a ton of money. Yeah. And people, this has like a, a true cult following. Uh, which yeah, just it speaks to its power, regardless of maybe you know if the writing is Every something. Every movie we made, can... made its money yeah. back and more, and and I think it was around like the once The Rock got in, or maybe I think when the movie where sadly Paul Walker died, it started hitting. Each one has hit a billion dollars. Like this is a franchise up there with like you know Marvel. It's a powerhouse, yeah. yeah. And and it's it ages with the times for better or for worse. I think you could find a, a group of people who actually don't like the later ones because they do mm. feel different. When The Rock comes in, it becomes much more like we're embracing, as Keith said, the ridiculousness of yeah. this. And yeah. the, this one is very much like, no, these are the street races, guys. This is the that, dirty. That's yeah. interesting. I wonder if there are people who maybe don't like this one as much because it's more tame than the later ones. I'm sure you have two different yeah crowds of people, but I think that what I noticed watching this one, because as Bobby said, I think before this is the one we've seen least except for four, which is not not very good. Um, but yeah. I think that uh, it... Um, I lost my train of thought again. Guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it totally happened. Oh, I'm so, I got it. Okay, so the, the things happened in this first movie that I think really set the foundation for a lot of it, and that's yes. something I had forgotten. You know, mm-hmm. there there's a joke in the beginning when he's at the cafe ordering the freaking tuna sandwich. A tuna sandwich. And, and yeah, like he starts good. getting in a fight with Vince, and John's like, what'd you put in that sandwich? You know, there's like these little lines that are funny. Yeah, the banter. That, yeah, that I think once you get to like eight mm-hmm. it's hilarious well the, i mean it's like half of it is just jokes the picnic and the coronas becomes a perennial theme, yeah there's you know, a they, lot of foundation laid here yeah a lot oh. of fan service well, they, yeah, they, they, uh, they really care about each other the yes. cast like and granted oh, there's like there's even family. drama in there <laughs> yeah. like there's drama in there's enough that there's like the, the chemistry even with as you said dom and uh brian and paul walker it, oh. it shows yeah, I like their, um, you know, they start off obviously distressing each other, and I totally bought that they, you know, that Paul Walker wins his trust over over the movie. Um, I, you know, you mentioned like the was the picnic scene or the barbecue scene, mm-hmm. uh, and that had another weird moment where they have Jesse say Grace. I'm like, all right, like, are these guys supposed to be badass or are we, you know, like, because then they have him say Grace, and I feel like a lot of this movie is trying to act really cool but then that backfiring <laughs> you know like especially in that first race all these guys are like trying to act tough and stuff but then they're like you know ogling over an engine like is that really a badass real thing? italians really cared for that scene though like you know he's a he's a gangster but you know they say grace but he knows his stuff that's <laughs> yeah. right the second act for this movie, to me, is the weak element because mm. when you find out that Paul is a cop, but uh, Paul Walker is a cop a and cop. he's undercover, 
and then but to enter race wars again I feel so uncomfortable saying <laughs> race wars there's about a 20-25 minute in between there that I think they've sort of lost what they wanted to do because a lot of it is uh, montages of either tuning up cars or Paul's being like I hope they don't find out about me yeah. or and there's that's the only part of the movie where I kind of checked out a little bit and I said this is a good time to go get more coffee or something <laughs> like that like I'll be right it back does, it does slow down a little bit for me I agree in the middle but I feel like the third act um, is like like the last like thirty minutes or so. Once again, you get to the race wars. Um, <laughs> that's where the movie like I think really is at its like strongest. Those last like thirty minutes or mm-hmm. so. You have a lot of those great. You get more of the racing scenes. You get that great like truck heist that goes wrong. And um, I if I was like maybe like not sure I felt about this movie. That last thirty minutes sold me. Mm-hmm. And I was like okay, like I get it. And I actually ended the movie on a good note for me. Mm. I wound up liking it in the end. It's up to you. I think it's up to every person, but it, you either kind of like the fact that you don't exactly know who the villain is up until the I last few minutes, or yeah. you don't. And I I ended up liking it, but that second act for me, I remember thinking, so is Ricky Yoon the villain? Because are, are, they were uh, legal are, products, right? Like, it turned out to be... I, I was um, The second act is so... It's if a little you, convoluted. If you check out, you're like, wait a minute. What? What is the plot going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, it's like, it turns out that Ricky wasn't doing anything wrong. Well, he was a criminal, but it, it turns out in the end that Dom is, in fact, the, the leader of the, yeah. the cabal that's stealing DVD players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big mouth Billy Bass. But you're, yeah, but you're right. Like, for a while, you think the truckers are the villains, sort of, because they're the ones firing weapons at, at Dom and crew. And it's faceless, like, yeah. yeah. But a heist movie or a, sort of a cop movie can have that element of you're not quite sure who the villain is, but yeah. it feels a little clumsy, I think, at moments. They're, they're not quite sure who they want the, the villain. Yeah, I don't know how intentional it was to mm-hmm. keep people in the dark about that. I mean, I think Johnny Tran is still the bad guy because he is, like, you know, um, antagonizing, like, the main group of characters, the main crew. He, I mean, he, like, he kills Jesse, like, um, and he has, like, this kind of, like, evil smug guy look on his face the whole movie. <laughs> like, he, he is, like, the antagonist in a sense, but he doesn't really have much to do with the actual main storyline, mm-hmm. which is why, like, this movie may not necessarily even have a bad guy. Yeah. But man, you can cut cut diamonds on those cheekbones, man. Ricky Yunus. <laughs> <laughs> like he is this a funny, handsome fellow. I kind of find it funny that it's like this is our last heist. Like it went, like the last act is supposed to be like their last heist, and uh, you know, eight movies later. Yeah. But uh, this might be. Does Dom have a motivation, or he just does it for the thrills? Oh, like, Dom I, is a complex man, um, and I think that I think that uh, a lot of the characters actually related to the like villain conversation waffle between the two throughout the whole franchise. Even mm-hmm. Dom does as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, I think that theme of family is always something I think in the back of his mind, and I think having seen the rest of the movies, that does motivate him quite often. You know, so if he's stealing a bunch of DVDs, it's probably for his family. I would think it's not yeah, about the I money; think. it's about the the ride and just like what, what where so. the money would that's go. That's how I perceive it. I'm it, finding out there's so much family in this. Like, oh, uh, that's I, like the one main through line. Do you know, like, yeah. I, like, just I had to jump ahead to what is F9 going to be about, and what you, isn't you know, it about? I have I mean, the premise. Do you know, like, the, yes, and it's insane. <laughs> like, he has another family member. Yeah, and you know, yeah. uh, Shaw, uh, Shaw, right? Jason uh, Statham. Jason, like, you know. Uh, he has a sister, a mother. You don't even like. I bet his no, father's this, gonna be a bit like. Nine is not even in the same universe as. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is. Though. So no, no, I know, it, I know, but I mean, it's, 
It's so far removed. It's so far. I mean, just it. I, I can't wait. Everyone, <laughs> I, I've watched the trailer like five times. Here's, here's, here's an analogy. If this if this franchise was the cover of an Animorphs book, I think the first <laughs> the first movie is when they're human, and then the last and this they're ninth far. movie is when they're like almost an animal. So <laughs> um, but just uh, real quick though, with this one, um, you know, the movie ends with you know Paul Walker letting Vin Diesel get away, right? And I buy it in that moment that they've like connected and he can't like complete his job because he's come to really like this guy. But still, when you think about it, this is still a guy hijacking trucks and you know doing things that should be stopped. And so I like to think that like he lets the guy go, but then maybe a few minutes later thinks to himself, I made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> he looks direct down the barrel of the camera in the last couple seconds, yeah. and I wrote down in my notes that at the end, the last couple seconds, I wrote, "Is this Les Mis?" Because it's the story of a cop being like, perhaps there's a higher authority than the law. <laughs> he, looks, he looks around for his wallet, like. <laughs> and what did I say when you said that, You Bobby? said that that is inappropriate, but I don't care. I, think I said everything hurt. is not about lameness, well, I believe was the <laughs> comment that I made. It's always about lameness. You can always trace it back. I forgot, this is the wrong room for that. I would love if like Paul Walker did like a Javert death and just fell into like the ocean or something. <laughs> you should be watching from the side. I wouldn't want to get any exhaust on that pretty face. How about you put your money where your mouth is? Well, how about I race you for that sweet little ass? You want ass, why don't you hit Hollywood Boulevard? You want an adrenaline rush? It'll be too large. Right here, right now. What's it gonna be? Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I did make me interested in where the second one could at least start out with, because it seems like Paul Walker is saying goodbye to his life as a law enforcement agent. I don't know. I, I mean, we could tell you. No spoilers. Okay. Actually, yeah, with that spo- I, I'm kind of. I will. I, I know the reviews of Two Fast and Furious, but I'm still gonna. I'm very curious to. Jump into the saga. There, yeah. it, it's I, odd. For as much as we like <laughs> You'll the get series. texts from me. This is odd. Yeah. Vin Diesel's not in it. What? Really? What? Really? So to start, I mean, I'm not going to say anything really? else, but that's why I said it's odd. But I would say until five, this is true. They did not know, because then three is Tokyo Drift. Like, what even? Was it supposed to be like an anthology? I think type? that Paul Walker is the star. Well, right. But in the first movie, until. Vin- Three I, when I, he's not in I it. Get nor that. is Vin Diesel in it. I, like, I get that the second. I get that Paul Walker's character is the main character, so maybe it would just follow him. But in this first movie, Vin Diesel is billed first. Oh, I know. And then they're not together again until four. What? Which is nuts. <laughs> I don't understand. JJ's wow. mind is all. No, I know. I, I said that this morning. I was like, Bobby, are they not in a movie until? And that's true. That's an interesting wild. franchise. Like that. Yeah. Like, uh, what yeah. a weird Did, choice. So they they were like Dom. Is I guess like the our hero antagonist, the antihero. Perhaps. The antihero. Yeah, true. Over you. True. <laughs> uh, the antihero. Yes. And he does get away. And there was I was told a post credit scene. I had to. I did not realize that there's a YouTube of him like driving in Mexico. For the first well, one. He says Letty yeah. and him are going to go in Mexico. But there's a sure. post credit oh, scene. I did not know before that. we oh, even. Okay. Knew, right. I had to YouTube that. Uh, <laughs> and but they were like, okay, he's. Gone and now we're gonna a whole new cast. Wait, who is he? Who? Uh, who's who? Tyrese is in the second one. That's like right. the big person who gotcha. comes in. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think one of the cops still is in it. 
Uh, I think, Ted Levine? No, I think they even replace him. I think there's a character who is his surrogate, but it's not Ted Levine. I don't think he's mm. I was surprised to see Ted Levine, and yet I'm not su- surprised at all. <laughs> I'm surprised to see Ted Levine in anything, because he will always be Buffalo Bill. Exactly. I th- I was doing that voice while we were watching him, and he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are it's a strange scene. lipstick on Yeah. It's a strange to see him, like, in anything. Um, so that's interesting, because... Um, you know, I understand that a lot of this first crew never even comes back except for just Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez, right? I believe, yeah. I believe Vince, who is the oh, the he comes back one time. Vince comes back, I believe, really? at one point. Um, oh, Vince but, was much later. But Michelle Rodriguez is a big part of it. Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, and I, yeah, Vince is the only other one who kind of shows up again, but very briefly. Who was the other guy that like? He was riding behind the truck. And oh, I don't keep, even know his name, and I don't think he shows in, up He was like the one who was like, Leon. "Cops! The cops are coming!" Leon? Was it Leon? Or maybe I'm thinking Star Fox? Or like, <laughs> I, I think mode. it was Leon. No, it, I, I think it, no. Uh, wow, I think we might have to start like a Fast and Furious podcast. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm generally fine like, if we have, if you to. have to. No, Vince comes back. I'm like, yes. like. Well, and and the and the franchise again, like it is so it is such fan service, and I'm here for all of it. But yeah. like, they bring back. I have to Google things when I'm watching the later ones because I'm like, was that person in it? Like, are we supposed to know who that was? And uh, often it'll be someone who was on screen for like less than a half hour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, they were in two and I, suddenly they're in eight. And I you're know, just like, now they're what? getting cameos to like every, like, hey, right. Helen Mirren. Okay, okay, but what? The queen's like, going to be in the next one. Yeah, you're going to be in the next one. Oscar winner. Helen Mirren. If you had to go back to 2001 and you tell the audience coming out of this movie that Helen Mirren would appear in a sequel yeah. of this movie, you they would think you're crazy. I still think it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's great in them, but I still and Charlize Theron is great. Charlize Theron was a great in, fa- in Fate, Fate of the Furious, spelled F eight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. The, the, this, the titles of these sequels are a little curious. So I get Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay, I don't get that at all. I get it, but it's like they're too fast, stretch, and they're too it. furious. <laughs> and the third one, okay, Tokyo Drift. They're in Tokyo. The fourth one is called what? The Fast and the Furious. No, the no. first one is called The Fast and the Furious. That the fourth, fourth one, one is called Fast and, and Furious. <laughs> Which is what this one should have been called. Because I'm like, wait a minute, The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Uh, that is like so confusing. I, I've seen that happen with a couple other franchises. Like the the the, the first Final Destination movie is called Final Destination, and the fourth one is called Two Final. Two Final. <laughs> <laughs> if only the stuff. The fourth one is called The Final Destination. That's so lazy. like like it just is like really confusing. And for the sake of this podcast, that's why I had to clarify the first in the franchise, not the fourth right. one. I admit to checking my phone this morning and being like. I'm watching the right one, right? Because their names are I very similar. I was actually similar. a little worried that you guys were like, I thought we were talking about the fourth one. <laughs> uh, Pair notes. Like. Oh then, then what's the fifth one called? Fast Five. Okay. The sixth one? Furious Six. Furious Seven is next. Right? Is it Fast? It might, it's, Don't it's, look at me. Yes, then Furious I turned Seven. I my phone, guys, and then, for the and then Fate, <laughs> once again, capital F, numeral eight of the Furious. <laughs> Which would make the, you think it's the last one, the Fate of the Furious. Yeah, and but they one, have to get to ten at least. Yeah, <laughs> they true. can say they, they, they've, they've gone gotten this do, far. They want to do ten and then split. Well, they already I think they're going to Harry Potter. They're going to split mm-hmm. like Harry Potter or Endgame oh into the it's ten into two forever. parts. Oh my god. The they have to go. They're they're gonna they're gonna uh, do something in space because mm-hmm. they know like they oh the fans want that. it. The fans want it. We're gonna find a way. Who? What fan said can we do this in outer space? Um, oh. Every fan. <laughs> every fan. Said I will that. say I Ma- was. Ma- Maddie writes letters. <laughs> I was I was watching the. They had a concert 
and a live stream before they released the trailer for Fast 9, which yeah. I watched all of. Sure. And, um, yeah. And, uh, they were talking about that. They mm-hmm. asked, they asked them like, what haven't you guys done? And I think Michelle Rodriguez, sorry if I'm wrong. One of them said, well, space, <laughs> we're going to have to go to space. They and I was sitting there like, they know. <laughs> they must've been joking. I, I don't think so. Cause like, I think that's I don't like, think at this point, I don't think they're joking. What if they said, what if they joked and said like time travel? Would you believe time yes. travel? In this in this world, yes, I would. I bet they'll pull out a DeLorean. They were in R- Russia. Oh my god! And you'll see like a Christopher Lloyd. Go, baby, go! <laughs> we got to get Dom's parents back together, or else I he'll mean, never yeah. steal those DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> the amount wow. of stunts that they do in these movies that are truly unbelievable. Boggling. Boggling. I mean, they drive cars through multiple buildings in the <laughs> sky. Okay, amazing. Like, you know, so like, I anything could happen, and I wouldn't. Be, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Compared to that, and Rock broke a cast with his full body. I'm like, he okay, had a full body cast, like, and he was like, "Time to go, Daddy's got to go to work." That's what he says, that's right? Correct. And then he does, yeah. Ugh, I don't like that line. No, his daughter was in the room. It made sense. Oh, okay. I thought you were just saying that to like no <laughs> one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> no, The Rock is he's actually oh, wow. fairly respectful towards women. Uh, I won't get into that. I, okay. I can't wait to jump into this saga. Oh, you have it's no idea it. what you're in for. I'm gonna. You're you're just gonna get like two o'clock messages. I can't wait. Two o'clock in the morning messages going like, wait a minute, when does the rock show up? <laughs> um, all right, guys. realize time actually. Uh, they, it? Yeah. Wait. I mean, again, we don't want to spoil anything, but some of the movies are not in, in chronological right order. order. Uh, Isn't it just Tokyo Drift? Yeah, but that technically comes after seven. Thank you for Wait, what? <laughs> the chronology of this. I, feel like... I really didn't want to get too into the rest of the franchise, but no, it's hard fine. not to. Yeah. And yes, three comes after seven. Three comes... Before seven? Three comes after six, and then seven. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm sure the internet so timeline did. Like... Oh, they did. And yeah. uh, I should just have like um, a button I press where I go, wait, what? <laughs> That's what we have post for. <laughs> uh, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all their bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. I think we can maybe now get into, if there's any other parts of this movie we want to touch on, um, I, the one thing I just remember I want to bring up is the kind of cars they're driving are not the kind of cars I thought you would race. Like, aren't they driving like, like Hondas and Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Honda Civics. Green, uh-huh. purple Honda Civics. You would think a racing movie would have like Mustangs and like um, I don't know, like it, like there is a Ferrari, but it's like driven by a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> the, the car Vin built with his dad is a Mustang. That's right. Oh, okay. Detroit Muscle. Detroit but then like muscle. Jesse is like racing like a Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> that was the part I thought I misheard and I kind of was like, should I rewind? Because he says I'm putting my Jetta on the line. <laughs> like your Jetta. <laughs> like you shouldn't do that. <laughs> like Paul Walker's like you're making a huge mistake and like yes he is. <laughs> you're making a huge mistake. Do you know what kind of gas mileage you get on that Jetta? You'll never get a better car. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but uh, I guess maybe we can now get into just our own personal scores on this movie. So again, the um, critical score was 53%, audience score 74%. So um, let's uh, start with our guests here. What what uh, percentage is, what percentage would you guys give this? Your personal score for the Fast and the Furious. Maddie, do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I think I'm going to go right in line with the audience and say I floated about 75. 
Okay. Ah, okay. 75. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. I'm going to also be a, a slightly below audience because I think, once again, this is a good starting point. I think there are things in this movie that add up and things that don't quite work, but I, I see the effort in here, so I'm going to say 72, which is like, I just, that's just what I feel. That's what I <laughs> Contrary. Uh, don't want to, you know, get in between you guys and <laughs> no. this movie. Um, Keith, what would you say? Uh... <laughs> no, I... Um, I you guys know me. I love Marvel. I don't think there's any bad Marvel movie. And of course, people can debate me on that. That's just that's where that's on my Richter scale. I just think they're all enjoyable. You're counting Fantastic even, Fours, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even uh, the Marvel suit, uh, like the movies that are at the lowest at my totem pole, mm. are still passable. And I think it would be unfair to this to not make it. I give it a 65. I think it, I think it, I think there's some very. I good, think that's. I think fair. it's very fun, and for someone new like me. I right, think, you don't know. I don't know where it could go, and I, yeah. I think where I think if I were fair. to watch like the whole series, I think that could improve mm-hmm. to maybe your guys' score. I could become mm-hmm. a gearhead anytime soon. <laughs> I could fast. Uh, Only but, gearheads can say gearheads. Well, one day, one day. But um, I think it's uh, it's good enough. Okay. Um, good. That's the way. And your thesis closes. <laughs> good enough at the good beginning. Enough. Good enough at the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, I. You know. I like that there are goofy moments in this because. That is kind of what helps the rewatchability of it. Like, there are moments I genuinely enjoy, and then obviously moments I kind of ironically enjoy, like mm-hmm. Pizza Hut Guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that all it all adds up to an overall enjoyable experience. It's super rewatchable. Um, and uh, the movie is... I don't think it's aiming low and hitting low, but there is, like, a certain, like... I don't know art to racing movies i'm sure there's tons of bad racing movies out there in fact i think gone in 60 seconds the 2000 version is like notoriously a really bad racing movie is it i actually forgot that that was a movie almost at the same time as this one i don't I know i don't remember itself though yeah very true that i think there's a reason why this has like stuck around the characters are good enough uh you really care about them and the stunts are great and it's not like a groundbreaking movie but i think for what it's doing, maybe it actually hits a little higher than what it originally set out to do. Hmm. So I will give this... Um, uh, I'll give this a 70. A I, 70? Okay. Yeah. We I, all kind of feel about the same, which is... I think it's solid. I think it's yes, it's solid, and it's not a movie you're supposed to take seriously. So if you go into it with the right uh, mindset, then you'll be really glad you saw this. Um, and maybe you'll learn something about yourself. Well, <laughs> So Probably it not, does but. bring friends together. It sure does. <laughs> right, this whole community does. around this movie. Out, our scores combined does come out to 70.5, and I think that's very apropos for a movie like this. I find that acceptable. Yeah, I think All that's right. very good. All right, guys. So um, I think these critics, you know, they just should have gone with the right mindset. Mm-hmm. I understand their complaints, but... Uh, enough liked it. Enough, like, enough saw what it was. 53 is only just missing the passable mark. You know, exactly. that, that's like, you know mediocre reviews and one bad one it's like it just so maybe enough critics will listen to this and be like those kids are right <laughs> retroactively those change their were, reviews we're in our like late 20s and 30s. <laughs> I'm a man damn it <laughs> real opinions and uh you know 53 there's still plenty of positive reviews so um alright so that means guys that with our combined scores we are siding with the audience yay so um you know uh, I, I think that we're now going to drain down this rabbit hole of Fast and Furious. And I am. 
See, we'll be holding your hands. I'm so excited for you both. See if we wow. get out alive. <laughs> you'll never hear from going. us. You'll never hear from us again. <laughs> uh, we didn't buy our tickets yet for nine, so if you're mm, interested. Oh, is there, is there enough time to catch up, or did we even need to catch up? What are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> we have them on Blu-ray. Oh, it's, wow. it, if you, it's 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 leap day today, so you know anything can happen, guys. This day never ends. That's all I'm gonna say. Leap your day. Leap your day. <laughs> All right, we'll watch those Blu-rays on our stolen DVD player. TV <laughs> with DVD player included. Yeah. Real cool. Classic. That's what those are, yeah. Love those. Well, thank you guys for stopping yeah, by. Thank you, and thank you for having us. We had such so much fun. Thank yeah, you. this was great, and I'd uh, love to have you guys back again. So uh, thanks, you guys, for uh, listening, and uh, join us again for another Divided Film. Thanks a lot.